arms hurt from rock climbing. From rock climbing? That's right. New is hobby. Is a newfound passion? Newfound passion. You know what I like about rock climbing? I'll tell you. Let me get what? into a little aside. Um, it's the, the progression is visible based on the ratings of the, the problems, as they call them. That's pretty cool that I know that. It's a problem. That was the nerdiest thing I've ever heard ever. <laughs> but when you start off, I was like, all right, VB, that's, uh, that's very easy. It's like a ladder, essentially. That's fine. Ooh, a V0, a little bit of a tricky part. V1, that's getting tough. And that's where I stopped. And a month later, now I'm like accomplishing some V3s. V2s, strenuous, but I can do it. V3s, uh, I usually get stuck somewhere. But the progression's fun to see. You know, like, oh, I couldn't do this a month ago. I, you know, you stick at it. You keep going, determined. Um, but it's tough. I'm, I'm heavy. I'm not. I don't have the rock climbing build that you're supposed no. to. Lanky no. arms, but super freaking strong somehow. Yeah, like and those fingers that could palm thin, two basketballs. Thin, wiry guys or girls that are thin and strong, wiry. You know, like not wiry. Not, not bulky, wiry. You're built for the NFL? Uh, no, you're built no. to pound a golf ball down the fairway. Yeah, that's that's not bad. It's on the hip yeah. rotation for you. That's right. That's right. See, I know my stuff. I know my stuff. We'll have to play one time the uh, video of you teaching golf lessons. You'd send it to me after like two years of friendship. You'd never told me this video existed. <laughs> Do you teach golf lessons yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. It is the best thing ever. And the only thing better than that is the outtakes you send me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron Menace with RST. Um, yeah, fix no, the elbow really and serious. fix the swing. Fix the elbow, fix the swing. Let's fix That's the it. takeaway. Let's do it. All I need is a $4 roll of duct tape. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I'll have to like direct people to that link because it's incredible. So, But speaking of sticking with things... Mm-hmm. and constantly trying to get better, showing up every day. We made it, man. Yeah. Episode 100. We're in the triple digit club. Wow. Go nuts. Go wild. Woo! You know, one of these? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's for you. That's for you, not for me. I love we it. made it, though. 100, 100 episodes, week in, week out. Not trying to make this sound like yay us, but but at the same time, like yay us. It's difficult to show up to something every single day, no matter how much you love it, because not one single person on this earth want has every single day or every single time where they're feeling up to doing their their passion project or or what they need to do for that day. Sticking with something, even when you don't want to do it. And knowing that it's serving a, a different purpose or a better, a higher purpose is very rewarding. And it also instills a level of discipline. And, and the more discipline you have in your life, the more structure you can sort of create and, and follow routinely. I think it allows you to manage your time better. You build that skill, you work that muscle. And the better you manage your time, the more time you actually have free 
and it sounds counterintuitive, right? If you're so disciplined and so, you know, structured and things like that. I'm not typically a structured guy. So, I mean, something like this podcast is nice to show up once a week, get it done, exercise the mind, chat with people about it, and not just go through the motions. Yeah. And if you have, if you have just endless time without structure, you can always say, like, I'll do it tomorrow. That's you know? right. That I found that even growing up, that when I was in sports season with long practices and games and whatnot, my grades would go up because I'd had this mm-hmm. like de- desperation of, oh, I only have an hour on Tuesday to do this homework. That's when I have to do it. Versus out mm-hmm. of sports season, you come home and you're like, I can watch TV for an hour. Mm-hmm. I can take a nap. I'll start after dinner. Uh, you know, and it just keeps on pushing mm-hmm. it back when you have mm-hmm. sort of endless time. So my parents would threaten me with taking away sports if my grades weren't coming up. And I would be like, sports, help me, mom and dad. <laughs> parents of the year, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, one of my one of my real pet peeves is when people say there's not enough time in the day or I just don't have enough time. Bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit. You always have enough time. That's just an easy, it's a story you tell yourself, right? I don't have enough time. What time did you wake up that day? You know, how often, tell me, see your phone. How long were you on Instagram? In the last little while, I've really tried to, when I'm working on something that's really, really important, my phone is nowhere. Mm -hmm. I I keep it away from me. I flip it upside down. I'm not taking texts. I close all the apps on my computer. It's just me and what I got to do. And you'll find that that thing that usually took you two weeks, you bang it out in two hours. Yep. Right? That is, and, and people, I will attest, Seth often does not get back to me for many hours, if not days. But he does, eventually. And I and have my I read just, receipts on, so you know I've read it. <laughs> or, you know? or not read it. Uh, yeah, and I, I applaud him for that. And I often know, like, damn it, he must be working or doing something because he's not getting back to me <laughs> and I have a really great idea. I always get back to you though. And your ideas are 99% of the time. Incredible. The other <laughs> thing too is, is the, you know what really, before we get into the, the 100 episode, we got a good one today, but what really Ooh. gets to people sometimes is, or what shoes chips away at people and sort of almost their day in and day out confidence is those tasks that take 30 minutes mm-hmm. and you get into this groove of, Oh, I won't, it doesn't take that long. So, I mean, I can just, I can do this whenever I can do that later in the week. It's only 30 minutes and it just months go by, months go by, months go by. And, yeah. you know, I implore people to just say, I'm doing it. Everything else out of my way. I'm going to execute this in the next 30 minutes. It's going to be done. It's going to feel really good. And then I can move on to what's next. Developing the skill to execute is one of the hardest things you can do. And I think it takes eliminating becoming really, really good at prioritizing what's important to you. Yeah, prioritizing and setting that schedule. My life is very regimented and I think yours too. And I mean, we stick to Monday recordings, if not Tuesday, but it's between those two days. Like we figure out what works right. best, but that that's happening then. Having a son, having work, having crazy uh, man shutter, shutter team six let's, yeah 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 this, let's, let's take like, a minute how, how are you how do you you've been you've been part of the show for we i think we did the math you roughly 40 percent of the episodes mm-hmm. and like me you've shown up every week you have a son 
a full-time job yeah. as a school counselor where you spend a lot of your days obviously mentoring children. So it can be exhausting to come home after a long day and then get back into that mindset frame, discussing psychology, discussing behavior. You know, you have entrepreneurial spirit with our Shutter Team 6. You have your own wildlife. How, how do you keep everything juggling in the air? What's the secret sauce for you? Double dipping a little bit. And what I mean by that is I, I have my son. Uh, I, I co-parent very nicely with his mother. Uh, we get along, not to get too personal right now, but that's just part of the equation here. So I have my son Monday and Tuesdays. Like I said earlier, we like to record on Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I know I'm with my son. He's with me. He's going to bed. He has school in the morning. I will be here 99% of my Mondays and Tuesdays. So now I can get him to bed through our routine, you know, 7.30, let's let's get going. Hop on here when he's asleep and it's mm-hmm. 8 o'clock, 8.30, and we're starting to record. And that schedule can maintain into infinity until things change or there's a weird week or what have you. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no free time where... In a sense, like I'm going to go catch the sunset and then therefore I have to blow Seth off because I had my free time. I'm going to do my thing and now I have to reschedule stuff and bump things along. So to me, it becomes very solid my Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesdays and Thursdays are are freer and I try not to book anything. Uh, I, I mean, I work. I work full time. But when I come home, I try to get a uh, exercise in, uh, some mm-hmm. activity, go for a hike. I bring my camera sometimes. Yes. You know, just keep that sort of structure. And that goes out throughout the week. And then I have my son again Friday and Saturday, and we tend to do things. And I combine him with like, let's go hiking. And I'm going to bring my camera and we're going to sit by a pond for a while and talk about nature and look at plants mm-hmm. and look at the birds. And there's a good photo of an eagle. Lucky me. And right, you can double you know, let's there. move on. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a balance, but it, it can it can go into tilt. I'm sure you felt that too, where it starts to tilt. Of course. It starts to tilt the wrong way. And you just got to yeah. bring it back. You got to bring it back and you got to be good at knowing yourself and knowing what you need to mm-hmm. do to bring that scale back into balance. You know, relationships, friends, personal time, introvert time, expanding your mind time, doing nothing time, you know, meditating. Yeah. It sounds like, and, and you're, you're someone who I have never heard once say, there's just not enough time in the day. I don't have those cliches. I've never once heard you say that. And I, it's, this is the first time in a hundred episodes people have heard kind of your level of structure. And it sounds like your level of structure. I don't think you would be as creative as a person without that. Well, thank you. Yeah. It takes, it takes knowing and listening to yourself and having people around you that, do the same and respect that. I remember a few weeks back, I was fe- maybe we both were, but I was feeling, I was like, oh, like it, it was during a Shutter Team Six couple of weekends in a row. So I was filming and editing, and I know, you know when you're full, getting into it. I know when you're getting into it weekends. too deep. <laughs> yeah, full weekends, and then it, it, now it's Monday, and we have to do a podcast. And yeah, yeah. we were in one, and you recommended you were like, hey we're here. Why don't we bust out two so that we can have next week off? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do We've, that. We're sat let's down, get two you know, we're all our mm-hmm. gears set up. We're in the headspace. Let's just clear some time up down the road. So future Seth and future Aaron can thank us. Yeah. Yeah. So right? I think there's, there's that. And, and just listening to yourself when I will be honest and say like, I'm overwhelmed or I'm, I'm burning. 
a lot of people struggle with admitting that. that. It's almost like a pride thing. Yeah, that's that work culture, right? You talk about all the time. Right. I don't have a problem admitting that. I know I do a lot. I know we all do a lot. And sometimes it catches up to you and you're like, right. Whew, I just need, I need a quiet weekend or I need, you know. But it's good to say what you need. Mm-hmm. Right. People aren't mind readers. <laughs> a lot of people just expect that others will assume what they need, but nobody's a mind reader. You really got to verbalize what you want. And people who yeah, can't respect that, little... frankly, don't deserve your time. Exactly. We're all a little scared of like letting people down. Oh, and for sure. Being a disappointment and not being perfect. We talk about perfectionism forever, but how that can get in the way. So there's there's a lot of psychology that goes into that and, oh, yeah. and not speaking your mind and not setting the boundaries. And setting boundaries creates relationships that really last and and are maintained because you find out quickly if someone like shits on your boundaries or they really respect you or if you're making say, reasonable boundaries, they really respect it and and help you, then it's like, oh, we just connected on a higher level right. because I right. I gave them the blueprint to my friendship or my health or my right. joy. And they are like, yep, let's do that for you. Yeah. I mean, the best romantic relationships, the best friendship relationships, the best business relationships are all one that are built ones that are built on mutual respect, a hundred percent. People who don't mm-hmm. value your boundaries or, or consistently step over the line, frankly, don't deserve your time. So before we, very last thing, just on this topic, for people who are sort of helter-skelter all over the place, can't seem to pin down what they need to do, the days just get away from them one after another, and they feel like they're kind of just spinning in the mud, what's your quick piece of advice? I think write it all down. And and I like this analogy of who are you inviting to your table? Imagine a table for dinner and, and you're setting up your priorities and there's only so many seats. You you have to invite certain people and let certain people and certain things into your life and understand that these are the things that I'm going to hold dear to my heart and make a priority and make important. If social media is getting in the way and sitting at the table being loud and annoying and distracting, maybe you have to like change that seat. If podcasting is really important or your wildlife photography is really important or time with your son is really important, those are the things that you have to make priorities. And then I suggest really scheduling out your day and you will find if you really schedule, I think what you're saying, your point is when you when you look at it all, when you look at your whole life, you go, oh my, like in my case, he's doing so much. He works and has a kid and he's hiking and started up rock climbing and paddle boards. Like, how's he doing all this stuff mm-hmm. and with a son and a podcast? Blah, blah. I, I, I think know, about that all yeah. the time. <laughs> but when you write it all down and you give yourself time for these hour segments, two hour segments, you find out that you have a lot of those hour and two hour segments. And a lot of those hour segments and two hour segments, if you really write it down and look, you might find that you're spending them sitting on a couch, like scrolling mindlessly through Instagram or doing the the clicker move. I remember five years ago when I, maybe more than that at this point, canceled cable and that move of just flipping through the channels mm-hmm. without anything to watch, that was immediately gone, immediately taken away just by yeah. canceling cable. And I was like, whoa, like this is unbelievable. I didn't even realize really that I was doing that 
And God, I don't miss that. Just sitting yeah, like no aimlessly watching TV. It's one thing if you go on Netflix and you're like, I want to watch this series and blast through it like a, like a book, you know, that's, that's one thing. But I think the aimless sort of like, I, I have no intention except that I'm going to watch TV and just kind of click through it, you know, is, and then you're complaining about, I don't have enough time yeah. to do stuff. So it's, it's those moments that if you write it all out and figure it out, you can actually end up with like, like I just said. Wednesdays and Thursdays, I have a lot of time. Sundays, I have a lot of time, you know, to catch up on life, do some golf, mm-hmm. and that's that. I like that that the dinner table analogy. And important, I wanted to say this, that remember that you are at the head of the table always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. And in your case, probably your son is next to you in that analogy. So it's it's not just it's not just who who's at the table. It's also what order down the table are is is everything sitting in, and your cable thing is so true, man. I deleted Netflix off my phone. I deleted YouTube off my phone. All my apps fit on the first screen of my iPhone. Not me. <laughs> like but I don't. I don't I have to. Saying. I don't have to scroll through my iPhone. If I have to, my my. Mentalities. If I have to scroll through my iPhone to get to a certain app, I have too many. Yeah. yeah so no, very freeing. And same analogy. Just what what is actually important in terms of in that specific area in terms of screen time. What deserves my time on on a mobile device is very important as well. Yeah, you can use that analogy for everything. Like everything. Who has a, really good. Who has a say in your life? You know, like very good. The, the the comment on your Instagram post from a complete stranger that's emotionally like t- taking you down for the day. Like, why do they have Waste a say in your emotional well being yeah. for the day? You know, those are the right. things. Like, I'm gonna listen to my best friends, my family, and people you know, I respect. Back to the respect, I respect thing. Yeah, people who they, respect they have a you seat and at you respect. Right, mm-hmm. people who you look up to and who respect you and who will tell you how it is. Listen to those people. Surround yourself with those people. Yes. Yes. Right? Not people who chat about you behind your back that you find out about. That's you know, the worst. people who people who say it face to face, say what they mean, and 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 offer you mutual respect. So, we have a bunch of questions today that people have sent in. People are also the elephant in the room, obviously. We have our $100 giveaway, but you have to listen to the end. We're not going to just give away the store. We're not going to give away the store. You have to listen to the end. Don't skip through. Don't skip through. Consume the content here, folks. But we'll announce that at the end. The main meat of this episode, we invited people to send in questions or topics they wanted to hear hashed out on episode 100. And we're going to do just that over the next little while here and we'll see where it takes us. Love it. Do you want to start it up? Want me to start it up? Yeah. So I think, thank you, first of all, to everyone who has sent in questions. If we didn't get to yours, I'm sorry. I'm sure we'll probably get to it down the road. But thanks to everyone who's sending uh, questions and also big thank you to everyone who's been here for a hundred episodes. That's incredible. And it's, it's, incredibly motivating for Aaron and I to want to continue doing these on on Mondays or Tuesdays or whatever days we usually come on. So just a giant thank you to everyone. And you included, man, for joining. Yeah, the you show too. is sort and of a 
the show has evolved into something else with you on it. And uh, I appreciate these, these weekly chats with you. Wow. Thank you. You too. I mean, I've done, if we're talking 140 episodes or so, that means you've done 100, <laughs> which is a lot. So, I mean, it really is impressive to not have missed a week. So, I round of applause for you, Seth. Nice. My buddy that I've never met. Soon enough, though. We're going to meet in a month. Less. Three weeks. Aaron and, I are, Aaron and I are going to be in Vegas, of all places, at the Aria. <laughs> I'm going to bet Aaron. I'm going to bet my co-host on the roulette table. You you folks tell me whether I put them on black, red, or green. Do you think we're just going to see each other in the terminal and drop our bags and start crying and do that run move (laughs) to each other and hug? Someone's filming in 120 frames per second. It's going to be ultra slow-mo. People are going to think we're going to embrace, but it's just going to both be a sucker punch. (laughs) In slow mo. Uh, no, I actually envision it that your flight gets in first in Vegas for the retreat, mm-hmm. and you're waiting yep. there like the chauffeur with the sign. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yep. And you've rented a Bentley for the week or whatever. Now that won't happen. But Aaron, no. let's play some. Let's play some recordings on our nice roadcasters that we can now do that with Bluetooth. Let's play yeah, some. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. All right, this one. Well, so uh, I'm gonna, yeah, say who it is, and yeah, do do your thing. I'm gonna start off with a a more serious question. Like this is a this is a serious question. Some people called in with like, you know, nice job, let's celebrate, which is great. Those are the great ones. But some people had very serious questions, and since we're on the serious topic of time management, this is uh, Danielle. Digital's by Dia. Uh, she's going on the trip with us. She's awesome. She has a very deep and thoughtful question, which I've heard a- ahead of time. You haven't heard it, Seth. So I have not. Um, maybe I'll get into it first so you can think it's had, but uh, it's a good one. So let's see if I can get this going. Hey, Seth and Aaron. So I have a life slash mindset question, which I'm hoping will also spark a conversation. So I recently quit my day job as it was negatively affecting my mental health. Um, now that I'm home more often, I've been noticing a sticky note on my wall that I put there a few years ago. And it says, what would you do if you only had one year to live? Lately, I've been struggling with this question because my honest answer would be to just not work and to travel for that year doing things I've always wanted to do. Um, But I also realized that there are so many options I have without having a full-time job that I can choose from for where to go from here. I'm struggling with listening to my gut and balancing realistic actions. For example, I could move across the U.S., move to Washington, and land a job. However, the rental market is not currently kind to people that are trying to live on their own. Um, I could also stay put here and build a successful small business for a service that is currently in demand. Um, I guess my question is also kind of looking for advice in how to listen to your gut, but also making those big decisions and life changes. Wow. Lot to un- lot to unpack Great there. question. Yeah. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Go ahead. I like how she goes, uh, I hope this starts a conversation. Your boy can be a little long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll start a conversation. Anyways, here's what I think. I think there's obviously a balance in terms of responsibilities and feasibility and wants. As the Buddhist monk would say, want 
is the source of suffering. Wanting certain things that are out of your reach is really an energy of lacking. You're lacking the things that you're wanting, or you have this idea that you're lacking these things. So traveling around the world and seeing things and gallivanting and whatnot is maybe not an exact feasibility right now. Maybe there's a simpler version of that. Something that I struggled with in terms of starting photography, I had this original thought of, oh, New England sucks. Everyone's out West and or in Italy with the Dolmites and like just these incredible Iceland, this, that, the other, and I'm in New England. I had to change that perspective to say, you know what? I think in fall is when it hit me that everyone was coming here and showing photos of New England in the fall. And I said, wait a minute, my perspective's all wrong. I have a very special place that I've not discovered myself. Why am I wanting to be elsewhere when I haven't even discovered here? That perspective change, I think, did me wonders. And it allowed me to enjoy things that were nearby in the same way as if I were traveling around the world with sort of a spacer in time where I could say, I'm going to plan a trip for months from now. I'm going to go to Colorado for month, in months from now. But in the meantime, I'm going to do a bunch of little day trips to New mm-hmm. Hampshire, to Vermont, to Maine, to the coast, to Acadia, to Buffalo, to Niagara Falls, to wherever. Um, and that sort of eased my mind. If the question is a tough question, if we're going to pass on in a year, what would we do with our lives? It's different than if we're going to live for many years. It's a different answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it can get us into trouble because it's not a reality of like, listen, if I'm going to live for one more year and that's guaranteed, then that is a very different reality than if I'm going to live for 10 more years or even five more years or mm-hmm. 50 more years. It's a very different reality. There is there is a balance as there is with everything, rain and sun, cold and hot, love and hate, uh, peace and war. There's this balance of responsibilities, work, sort of the, the, the drag of life, if that's how you want to look at it, but I don't think necessarily it is, the drag of things like paying bills or having a mortgage or whatnot, uh, the things that tie you down compared to the freedom of doing whatever you want. Now, with that, my final thought would be, take a look at the things that do tie you down. You know, if m- my son ties me down. I can't I can't move to a different state. Not easily. I can't I can't just go travel. I can't just disappear. I can't go on these wild photography, you know, excursions month after month and and do things like that. I have to really keep life, my life in consideration. What are the things that tie you down? Are there are there tethers that can be broken? Are there tethers that just can't be broken? It's just it's the the cards you're dealt. Uh, and, and that's how it is. I don't know, you know, if you have family nearby, if you have uh, a career, a house, a mortgage, like what you have to sell a house, like all those things that you have to do can be worked around and can be looked at in terms of what is tying me down to things and what do I need to survive. Seth would agree. I think in, you know, Western culture is very materialistic and a big house and huge cars and you have all these things that actually 
go against freedom and and tie you down to these huge responsibilities, huge amounts of debt, and then you can't do the things that you truly love. So I think looking at some of those things and simplifying your life can actually give you more meaning and freedom in your life as well. And I will stop there and let Seth chime in because I know, I hear him. I hear him thinking. You hear me typing notes? Yes, I do. I am typing notes. First of all, I'm going to start with something that was sort of hidden in her message, which I, which I think is pretty incredible and very, very positive mindset. She said, I could start a small business here just with sheer mm-hmm. confidence. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, I could, I could just start a small business. Whether you, Danielle, have had that trait in you for as long as you've been alive or, you know, if your learning along the way of your journey has helped you develop that mindset, it's important to know that I think 97% of the rest of the world doesn't have that level of confidence, even though it feels Mm. normal to you right now. You know, 97% of people think, there's no way I could start a small business. I'm not good enough. It's going to fail. So when I heard that, I was like, wow. I mean, if you have that level of confidence, just to say that so matter-of-factly, not arrogantly at all, but that for sure you could start a successful small business if you think that. That's all it is, is deciding that you can. So I really like that. I was nodding my head, Aaron, agreeing with you that I think those types of sayings where if you only had one year to live, how would you live your life? I think the meaning behind those gets, you said you used the word dangerous as well. And I was nodding my head. Mm. I think what sayings like that are intended to do are to get you to live more freely and to go after things you want. And like you said, if you spent all of your life savings, you traveled the world, you you know, dined like royalty, you had incredible experiences and then you died with nothing left. Like you got into it. Good. You had it. You had a very fulfilling life. But if you live for another 20 years, how much have you destroyed your future life in terms of spending all your, your money? Like, let's face it, you need, you need money. The other thing where I think people can get carried away is they know what they want but they think that they can instantly get there. We overestimate what we can do in one year and we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. Mm -hmm. We're just inherently built to want things now. Mm -hmm. Books I read on people I look up to, podcasts I listen to on people I look up to, a lot of them knew where they wanted to go and realized that there was steps along the way that they had to take that were less than ideal. So for example, there's one guy uh, I listen to. He has a podcast. People can message me who it is. I listened to this guy and he was in, he was a big construction project manager for some of the, some of the buildings in Disney World for a company called Syntax Rooney. He was huge in, in, in the construction corporate world. And when the 2008 financial crisis happened, 
he lost his job and he went to sleeping on his dad's couch for two years in his 40s and had a complete career change wanted to he wanted to be an author on you know some of the similar topics that we we discuss started a youtube channel knew what he needed to do to make his business successful he sort he wanted to sort of be like a consultant leadership consultant said hey well the restaurant down the street is hiring i can be a server for 2 years once i make this much money you know i can pay for my website i can pay for the video camera stuff that I'll need to start my YouTube and it'll take off with that same level of confidence. Danielle mentioned right at the start. He realized yeah. that there was, it was a mean, there are steps along the way that are a means to an end. I think it's important to, to realize there may be some necessary steps along the way to your end path that aren't so fun, but will get you where you want to go. Yeah, I think that that's all that is all great and and very very true. I think the the want culture of and the immediate satisfaction culture of um western civ, you know, uh US basically. Western culture, you want the big house, you want the the bends in the driveway. There's studies that show most people listening may or I would assume a lot of people mm-hmm. listening know this that after $60,000 your level of happiness becomes a law of diminishing returns with each extra 10,000 you make per year. Yeah. So after 60,000 a year, you get less and less happy with each new 10,000 added to your salary compared to when you went from 30,000 to 40 to 40 to 50. Yeah. Yeah. Once your lifestyle's at a certain point, it it doesn't create much more joy, if at at all. all. The the glamour the glamour of wanting to travel and whatnot. I I think humans we pretty much do what we want, and for some reason, if you're not doing what you want, there's a reason why you're not doing it. And it might be a good reason. It might be survival. It might be safety. It might be feasibility. Whatever the reason is. But if I want to, if I'm hungry and I walk to the fridge and I want to eat the chocolate cake that's there, I will. But if my brain goes, I shouldn't because uh, I'm trying to eat well and I just worked out today and I walked like I'm not going to do it, then I have this sort of cognitive dissonance. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not the smart money. It's not the smart move. So again, you know, to, to slam home this point, if you're living for just a year, your, your decision making is going to be different than that. And I would argue as well that maybe you should change the post-it of like, how do I want to live today? You know, like just yeah. positive. Not I'm going to end in a year, but how do I want to live today? Do I want to start my business? By the way, if you're the owner of your own personal business, when is, when's your vacation time? Whenever you want, right? You can yeah. set this up the way you want. When, when do you have to travel to do some of your work? Well, if you set it up that way, that's how mm-hmm. you do it. Like, so I think knowing you, Danielle, you're young, 
So if you're able to start a business and grow that to a point where like when you're 30, you're sufficient with your own business and you have people working with you or for you even, and you can take the time that you want, you can create that sort of, I have one year to live lifestyle, but it might take eight years. It might take 10 years to get there, Mm -hmm. but you can start to build that life. Seth and I have talked about it too, like this lotto effect where it's just going to happen. Like it's just going to, you know, I, I want to listen to my gut. I want to just be traveling. And, and I, that's, that's what, that's what speaks to my soul. Like the mountains are calling. Uh, I need to see all this stuff. Okay. Like it, it'll happen if you make it happen, but it doesn't have to happen right now without a plan, without, um, you know, some sort of salary, some sort of way to survive and live along with that plan. So Mm -hmm. I think you can take the pressure off yourself of like having to live this perfect, you know, I have one year to live life um, and say like, no, I have, what am I going to do today so that I have this, you know, God willing, 70 more years on earth for you because you're a youngin, uh, maybe longer, who knows? Who knows? Seth's a robot, you know, we've never met. That's the joke. He's a robot. Um, So, you know, create the life that you, you want to have. And that's my advice. This could be a whole episode, this topic. It could. We'll move on. But the last thing I'm going to say is you were talking about being your own boss and you can make your own hours and take your own vacation. And the best part about doing, about working for yourself and planning gigs and stuff like that is Everything is your fault. And I love that. I love the idea that if I blow it, hey, it's my fault. Or I landed a, a new client or I did a really good job or you know, insert example X there. It's my fault in a good way. Yeah. I love being in control of my own destiny. It's yeah, actually an oxymoron if you think about it, because destiny means it's pre-planned. And saying you're in Mm. control of it. So that doesn't make any sense. I'll rephrase. I love being in control of my own path. And that's going to lead to, I think, I think we're going to do an episode next week about, are you living your life on the offense where you're making things happen for you? Or are you living in defense where you're reacting to things? That's for next week though. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Colin McGuire. How do we say his name? McGain. 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 Call him again. Colin McGee. There you go. Colin McGee. Here he goes. What's going on, guys? Long time listener, first time caller. A hundred episodes of the Photographer's Mindset Podcast. Podcast. Jeez, we're going to have to hit the packy to celebrate this one. It almost took you that long to figure out how to say my last name. But we're here. We're doing it. Week in, week out, you guys continue to lead, inspire, and you know, I'm super grateful for you. I know a lot of other people are as well. Thank you guys for everything that you do. Seth, Aaron, I love y'all. Keep going to the moon. Here's to the next hundred episodes, next thousand. Let's go. Thank you. You love me. You really love me. Jeez. 
Wow. <laughs> that was a love fest from Colin McGeehan. Holy moly. But so there's no question there, but I will say he failed. Man, if you no if question. Colin has been extremely successful, especially this past year, also in his 20s. I'm excited for what Colin's gonna gonna do throughout life. I'm assuming I'm living more than a year, by the way. Um if you man, if you show up, if people listening, if you show up with that level of enthusiasm every day, holy. The world's oh, just gonna I be could, a playground. I could use a percent of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but li- literally, like right now, there, it's impossible for me to not be psyched, to not have that energy. I think I've said it before on this show. I love being around people who, you know, I'm having a bad day or I'm having a bad moment. They're gonna bring me up. And, you know, I do the same for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you need to be around people like that. What's great about Colin is like the guy is ready to go. Let's shoot Milky Way and sit out in the freezing cold it. and yeah. let's do it. No, Colin gets after it. Colin gets after yeah, it. The moral does. of that, that clip is show up with that energy, surround yourself with people with that energy and get after it. Love it. What do we got Here's next? Here's uh, another, another comrade from Maine, Brandon Bear. Let me introduce Brandon. Brandon's also a school counselor with very similar paths into photography. And he's a great dude. And he has a he's a little comment and question, which I think is a good one. And actually, it's something, Seth, that we toyed with today. So maybe we can, maybe people want it and we'll expand on it. So I'm going to play it mm-hmm. right about now. Aaron, longtime listener, first time caller. This is Brandon <laughs> Bear. Um, you know, I was just really curious if you guys were uh, going to do any sort of live show. So per se, like a, you know, uh, whether it be through Instagram or some other platform or maybe even starting a YouTube channel. I think that would be really cool for you guys. I'd love to see you guys in action. You know what I mean? Or, or some, some sort of aspect like that. Love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. I look forward to your episodes every week. Um, yeah, thanks. There it is. Well, Aaron, if we if we rack in the donations, maybe we can like buy a studio halfway between you and I, and we can record in person. Then people can amazing. really like, see the up, height difference too. Show up one week, one weekend every month, and bust out four episodes. You know what? Not a in horrible our, idea. In our fancy in our fancy studio <clears throat> with leather chairs, we could make and- Nutrino make one. Mike Nooch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that we could meet in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Wow. Okay. No, Buffalo is not halfway. <laughs> I tried to con you. That's way too far. I tried to con um, you. Yeah, we. Yeah, we I wonder. I, we should look up a halfway point between us and see if there's a fun little area. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad yeah. idea. Show up for a weekend, smash them out. If that happens, yeah. thank you, Brandon Bear. Yeah, you that. Idea was born with you, Brandon. No, but we we talk about doing like uh, Instagram live while we're doing the podcast. We're still trying to sort out you know, the logistics, right? Because we don't want it to take away from the show. You know, and Aaron wants to be able. To, we're not usually on camera just because it's better with internet connection. And Aaron wants to be able to pick his nose. He's so used to it while we're talking. <laughs> and if we add Instagram and not live wear pants. Yeah, if we add that, I mean, he'll lose his Instagram. His 11.5K now. He's so bougie. Yeah, wow. Wow. Reels. Who knew what reels could do? <laughs> Schmeels. Uh, but um, I think we will start doing yeah, We're going to no. figure out the Instagram live. Okay. We're going to figure it out. 
make it more interactive and we'll, we'll work out the kinks. We were actually talking about doing it this episode, but we didn't want to take away from the centennial episode. So maybe next should week. I, should I put on Instagram live right now just for fun and say hi to Brandon and then turn it off? No. While we're doing our next one? <laughs> no. Okay. I won't. That does sound complicated, doesn't it? It does sound complicated. It's very complicated. We're going to work it out. We're All right. Out. Thank you, Brandon Bear. Okay. I have one from this Dave next Sanford. One, I have one. Do it. I have you, okay. One, okay sorry. I have one from Dave Sanford. Took over. Uh, I don't think it's a question, but I think there was something in there I wanted to talk about. Seth and Aaron, congratulations on episode number 100. Um, I did have some questions for you guys, but I thought I would play my own version of Bug Hotel first, and I got way too drunk, and I forget every question I had to ask. So um, I'm just going to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I love the podcast. Uh, the photographer mindset is a staple in my diet. Um, and uh, thank you both for uh, everything that you guys do. Um, it truly is a wonderful podcast and uh, so helpful to myself and so many others. So keep up the great work. Uh, and here's to the next 100 episodes. Cheers, boys. What a great lad. As if he hasn't had enough airtime on this show. That's Dave Sanford, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about him all the time. Yeah. I've actually had the pleasure of shooting with him now twice. It's been a lot of fun going after snowies. And it's nice to know that the show you and I host, Aaron, serves all kinds. People just starting, you know, people who are well experienced, and people somewhere in the middle in terms of experience level. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very neat that, you know, he takes the time to call in. He, he could very rightfully be, like, well above us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. he, he photographs NHL Stanley Cup multiple times. He's uh, been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, you know, his photos. Um, not him. He's not an athlete. Like, let's I wonder let's what not. Dave's favorite sport is. I bet you it's hockey. It's hockey. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. No, I don't know if he's an athlete. He looks kind of like an athlete, so I'm going to say he is. Uh, but no, it's you can just tell in his voice, his tone, like he is a, a gracious, empathetic dude. Like huge, just a huge fan. And I, I wish him the best. And knowing Dave, with the accolades he has, the experience he has, publications he has, still day in, day out, craves learning and improving. Yeah. Right? It really does. So important. And for people who are just tuning into this episode, if you haven't heard the ones with Dave, there's two of them. Go back and listen to them. And Aaron, I think it's time to get people psyched for when the summer comes and the Bug Hotel comes back. People are thinking, what happened to the Bug Hotel? Well, it's winter, folks. It's too cold. It's too cold. It's too cold. Coming back. But the thaw is occurring. Summer is on its way. And I have a zesty soundbite ready that we're going to play when the bug hotel happens. And I'm going to, should I, should I play it for them now? Yeah. Should I play it for them? I personally recorded this. It was the first thing I ever loaded onto this roadcaster and I've been sitting with it, not playing it because I haven't had, I haven't been able to, but I'm going to press the button 
for the Bug Hotel. Do it. Bug Hotel. Bug Hotel. Bug Hotel. Bug Hotel. Bug Hotel. You like those harmonies? Just, uh, just call me Adam Levine. Put me in Maroon Five. Amazing. I did the I did the high falsetto part. You did. That will be the sound you hear when the Bug Hotel occurs in the summer. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I can't that wait took for me that all game. Night. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. That's what, what happens when you go to school in? for you know you you pay however many thousands of dollars for to go to school for audio engineering and mm-hmm. the music industry, and then you, you come out of the school and you don't use any of it. You become a photographer and you have a podcast once a week, and you put your skills to good use. <laughs> yeah, you make a arpeggio, make a zesty bug arpeggio. hotel. Yeah. All right. Love it. Love it. So this next one's embarrassing, but I have to play everything that we sent in because we promise. But the the mother of the fox kits that I take photos of called in. Sorry, the mother of what? The fox kits that I've taken photos of. The mother of the fox kits that you've taken photo. Yeah. So the mama fox called in and she's she's not pleased with me, the show, my general disposition, and she had some words to say, but listen, I want to give everyone their right to uh, opinions and to say things, and listen, here it is. I have a question. If this is for the tall one, where do you get off waiting outside of my bed when I'm just trying to go hunt? and teach my child about the world. And now they're taking pictures of us and then posting them on the internet. It is absolutely disgusting and creepy. And I saw you checking out that owl. You better watch out. The whole neighborhood knows about you. (laughs) Wow. I don't mean to laugh, but... So so it was a little hard to hear for people who didn't get all that. Yeah, it's Fox language. I'm impressed at how good her English was, really, and she sounded how clear like a bit of a Karen. Like, would ask to see the manager. No offense, Karens, <laughs> if you're out there, but she would ask like she'd see. She seems like she asked to see the manager, <laughs> or for you to pick up your skateboard if you were out I skateboarding in public. I think it was really funny, Seth. Is her name's literally Karen? Wow. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my god. It really is. And that's funny. How is it and really Karen? It's just really Karen. Jesus. Karen did it. Um no, the fox's name's Karen, but she told me. Uh no, it's I, listen, I take photos sometimes. I'm sorry. I didn't not mean to encroach. Uh your kids are beautiful. You have a beautiful family. I I wish you all well. Um, mm. good, good luck with the squirrels and getting food and all the stuff that you need to do. Well, she told me to play this for you. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Good for you and your right, fox well, that's had accumulated like millions of likes at this point. You just milk, no, you just are milking them. I've only posted it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My. My fox photo that I love. You do. I was thinking about re-editing that. Please don't. On a, you on have a different note. 
Leave okay. some for the rest of everyone else. <laughs> no, guys, it's because I do reels now. Yeah, I'm he, a real sellout. Yeah, he doesn't even post photos anymore. He's a sellout. Nope. All right. I saw a bald eagle. A bald eagle yesterday. All I did was take video. I bet. Not one photo. You're like you're pretty much I'm, a Gen Z. I'm a videographer now. Give it all up. I'm a wildlife videographer. Just be a choreographer on TikTok. Just give it all up. Switch lanes. Oh, man. Do we have more? All right. Yeah. Here's a good one. Lens of Steph. Uh, Steph, she lives out in Germany. She's maybe our number one fan. She really likes the show and has a lot of great insight and comments and listens and is very supportive so we definitely appreciate uh her and she does have a question and a comment hey so first off i know i repeat myself i told the two of you that multiple times but thank you for improving my life for giving me uh more mental peace when it comes to my photography um and to my question it Maybe it's more of a um, unusual one, but um, what is a question you always wanted to answer but never been asked before? Wow! Damn. So essentially, a question we've wanted to be asked, wanted to answer, but we've never been asked. Never been asked. Huh? In life on the podcast on the. On a podcast, yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. Mine, I think, my answer on the podcast is something I've toyed with uh, a long time, and I toy with getting into more of my personal life versus staying in my lane. But the question would be from you, Seth, saying, "Aaron, what's your craziest dating story?" <laughs> We'd have to not be recording, I imagine. It's probably why I've never asked it. No, I think we should record it. It's it could be Netflix worthy. It could it'd be a podcast on its own. The ratings would soar. <laughs> like it it since my we're gonna get a lot of DMs about this now because it I know the story. Interest. It's bananas. <laughs> it's bananas. Are you sure? How much time do we have in this episode? I'm not doing it now. Oh, okay. But that's the, that's the question. Oh, so people, <laughs> that I toy with getting into on this podcast. But now you've done it. You and, know how many messages you like. You better start writing a template <laughs> that explains this because you're going to have so many. I don't listen. I don't have to do it, but there's a part of me that wants to do this two part, two hour special. It would take this two hours. <laughs> incredible. It would like I've seen I've seen making a murderer. I've seen, you know, some of the craziest Tinder shit. Swindler. I've seen Tinder Swindler. I've seen some of the craziest shit that makes your jaw drop. And I know the story you're gonna tell, and it did the same thing. <laughs> it's I was like, you're wild. making this up. So yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. So so that's my answer to that. <laughs> what a cliffhanger. Just a worse Holy. cliffhanger. What do people need oh to hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't do that to people. What do people need to do to get at least some snippets of the story? 
I'll tell you what, we have a link to uh, donation. <laughs> How much? What's the Part minimum? A thousand dollars for you to do a tell-all? <laughs> yeah, if we get to a thousand dollars, I will tell the most incredible. We're not even anywhere haunting, close to that. Haunting dating story. We're not anywhere close. You well, coward. People do you crazier coward. things. We're not anywhere close to that. Five hundred. Oh, I'll split it in half. That's still so far away, but you chopped in half, which means you are just sniffing to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> I I am, but it's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen now, and I can't give any teasers because the best way to tell the story is through my perspective of time. I don't even and need to show up for the episode. I mean, you can just click record. <laughs> no, you do. And we'll put I a campfire, be- ambient sound in the back. <laughs> Uh, I would, I would start like this. I would start like this. This, this is the tidbit. I'll give you the intro, like the first 20 seconds, like they do in audible about a book you're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you have to buy it. Can you do this so for us? Go. You're going to do this for us? Yeah. Right now. Oh, ready? Oh, Let okay. Me, do I have any sound bites that would go well with this? Yeah. I need a good sound bite. Let's see. <laughs> what do I have? Um, I have. <laughs> no, you're more of a, this is, it calls more for a. It does. It does. All right. Go. All right. The the intro would go. It's May 2019. Two months after my divorce, I decide to start getting into the dating pool and try my hand with online dating. I met a very attractive and smart woman. And from that point, he started talking. <laughs> For the rest of this episode, <laughs> press continue, and you will be charged nine ninety nine on your credit card. So, no, that's that would be the beginning, and I would be very serious about it. But then I would get into it, and you would ask clarifying questions, and it would be like a sixty minutes special. Draws would be dropped. Be a sixty minutes special. Okay, dropped. Yeah, it would. Be. Anyways, let's move on. Um, Sorry, everyone. But I guess I got to answer now. How do I follow up with that? You don't. How do I follow up you with that? You don't. Oh, I owe it to Steph here. Why? You would be asking me this. Why do I feel the need to sort of make the innovation of mindset a public thing? Hmm. Does that make sense? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do you? For me, partly this show, we say it all the time. You and I are not experts. Anybody who is incredible at something still can always be better. And mm-hmm. you and I, I think, are heavily devoted individuals to always wanting to become better versions of ourselves. And I think. Because I could, you know, you and I could easily just work on ourselves and keep quiet about it and try and get better each day, right? And that's it. Why I haven't have a podcast. If I'm having these thoughts, a thousand other people are. You know, I'm not special. And so if I'm looking to improve a certain area, other people are too. And if I failed at something a hundred times and I found something that worked, it's going to make other people's lives easier and more fluent, smooth, get people to where they want to go. Why would I not share that? Why would I not try to help encourage or help build a world, even if it's a hundred people where 
the state of their mind is is at a place where they can be their most creative, be happy with what they have, be grateful with what they have, freeing in a way. No, I think I think that says a lot, and I think it's very true. We're often looking to humans, not us. Uh, like, how can we? How can we help? Um, you know, what's hot today? How can we help with COVID? How can we help with Russia and Ukraine? What can we do? We're looking outside of uh, ourselves. But I really think, on a global scale, it does really start with yourself, right? Yeah. And like, and and creating a peaceful time within yourself. If we all did that, if we all worked on ourselves, if we all looked at the the pieces of evil or or darkness that we all have in ourselves and tried to work and grow and become that, then stuff starts to go away. Whether it's in your own household, your community, things that you can actively do. And I think you're right to to share some of this stuff and our thoughts and our process sees and um just ideas and get conversations started um mm-hmm. is and not only that's is we've said it before it's fun to catch up with you on mondays and kind of chat and have deeper conversations and if people enjoy it or get something from it it makes it that much more special you know those little emails or dms where they're like oh what you said that you know the day that that stuck with me forever like that's that's such a great little saying that Seth had uh, or, or something I said or whatever it is like those, those moments are improving the world in the littlest bit, you know, not to be too dramatic, but just like maybe, maybe the littlest bit, or maybe it's doing nothing, but it makes someone smile for a little bit, you know, I don't know, but we're, we're sharing it. We're having fun with it and people are, we're not begging people to listen, they they are and they're somewhat enjoying it and that's a that's a nice feeling too. And I think too, if everybody worked on themselves and and didn't settle for where they're at and said no, I can be better than this, and then when they hit that point, I can be better than this. Just that constant urge to be better and never be satisfied. I think we would have a lot more peaceful of a world. I think you'd see a lot of insecurities disappear which is the source of a lot of fear, which turns into aggression. Yep. I think you'd see a lot more people living harmoniously and a lot more respectfully, a lot more creatively, a lot less boxed in and realizing that everything that is required to do what you want to do with your life, you have in a self-reliant way. And you and I happen to be photographers so obviously these deeper discussions relate to our creative output. No, that's a that's a great wrap up for a hundred. And hopefully there's, you know, at least ten more after this. <laughs> well, it can't I'm go on kidding. forever. And no, one day we'll have to retire. Yeah. It'll probably be because of me, because I'm old and you're young. Well. But that's just a state of mind. This is true. This is true. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep it going. I'll be like, I'll have have to take my dentures out. I'll cry. <laughs> Drop them in a glass <laughs> of water. 
But no, when I was a kid, this was I had a mirrorless (laughs) camera. Now you just blink, and it uploads it straight to your (laughs) metaverse, yeah, billboard or some crazy black black mirror, black mirror, yeah. And they're paying cryptocurrencies. (laughs) Um, good episode, good one hundredth episode. Thanks to everyone who put in questions. Thanks to everyone who listened. Yeah. We got many more on the way. Aaron, I think that's a good idea. Start incorporating Instagram live. If you and I can find a way to bang out like 10 episodes in a studio, wicked idea. Thank you, Brandon Bear. The best ideas are the simplest ones. Always. Always, what always, about, always, always. And simple doesn't what? mean easy I- though, eh? Like sim- some, sometimes the most simple, yes, the most simple are the best, but sometimes they're difficult. That's how you know yeah. you got a gem. If it's simple and difficult. And I wonder if we can meet we can meet in the in the forest with some some recording device, some sort of technology that would allow us to record a podcast in the woods. We wouldn't even need a studio. That's right. So things to think about. Just be swatting black flies and stuff out of the way, mosquitoes. Oh, the bug hotel. You bring it to the Bug woods. Hotel. Oh my god! We'll we'll be snammered. <laughs> <laughs> the Bug Hotel is for a drink or two. I, I just wanted to say, for how much we have to meet up and discuss, it really is a pleasure, and I am proud of you for putting this to fruition and sticking with it. You know, this was a it's kind of a COVID baby, right? And you know what? This is. It's happened then and yeah. you've gone the whole way. I'll leave people with this. Like when the idea of the show was conceived, it wasn't difficult. Like it wasn't hard. It was one of those things we talked about at the beginning of the episode. It was there's no show that's really doing this, focusing on the, the mental side of creators. I'm gonna set the I'm gonna set up a Spotify. I have recording gear. I have some things I wanna say. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then just mm-hmm. sticking with it week in and week out, doing the work, yep. getting in the rhythm, finding the groove. And yeah, that's the recipe for everything. It really is. Yeah. And most importantly, finding like an insanely handsome and intelligent co host. Yeah. One that's like handsome, but doesn't outshine you. Right. <laughs> but kind of does, like a little. Sometimes, yeah, one but that, not all the time. Yeah, one that fills in your blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Good thing we found one of those. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me know when you find them. All right, buddy. All right. Pleasure as per usual. I can't wait for this to come out on Friday. Yep. And yeah, and everyone, remember if we get to five hundred dollars on our donation, you have to do your. That's tell-all. not that much. I'll do a tell-all, two-part story that will make We're you go, close. what the, what the fuck? We're not even close. What the fuck? We're not even close. What if, the fuck? If that happened, I would literally wake up jumping up and down because I wouldn't even care about the money. I'd care about <laughs> your story being told. <laughs> Publicly. All right, I, everyone. Th- this story is so crazy, I'd have to change names. You like would. change What would your alias be? Mine? Yeah. Well, oh, here I'm we go. Here we go. But, Let's leave it with this. What would your fake name be? Aaron, spelled with an E-R-I-N. Oh, you suck. 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, Aaron Mantis. E R I N. Mantis. Um, fake name. I, I want a cool one. Like, um, I oh, I gotta think on this. I gotta think on this. I got mine. I don't know. What's a cool name? I don't know. I don't know. Seth. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna use that one. But anyways, I'm Al Harrington. Oh. Al Harrington. I like that. Do you know who Al Harrington is? No. Do you watch Family Guy? Oh, yeah. For anybody who's a huge... I I am a huge Family Guy fan. It's probably my favorite TV show for everyone. I can't believe this hasn't been said before. smart. Family Guy is my favorite TV show. And I am at the point where I've probably seen every single episode at least five times. Maybe probably more. Probably a lot more. Wow. A lot of episodes. Yeah, I sometimes have it late at night in the background while I'm like mm-hmm. going to sleep mm-hmm. or just unwinding after a busy day. But there's a guy in the show, reoccurring tertiary character. There's your word of the day, tertiary, <laughs> named Al Harrington, and he sells ridiculous things throughout the the series. But usually, he sells. You ever been to a car dealership when they're having like a liquidation sale, and then those big inflatable like oh, yeah. colored, wacky wavy wacky, wave, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man hi i'm al harrington president and ceo of al harrington's wacky waving inflatable <laughs> arm flailing tube man emporium and warehouse thanks to- <laughs> right on cue yeah that's him al harrington is al harrington's wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man that's my alias and with that <laughs> It's time to play Who Wins $100 on the Photographer Mindset Podcast. That's right, folks. One lucky person is going home in about one minute with $100 when we announce it. Gotta love the prices, right? I love it. We told the people they had to wait to the end of the show. You want to reward those people. Everyone wants to know who's walking away with a hundred bucks. Yeah. So Seth, can you, can you mute your ears for a second? I just want to tell people something. Um, but if, if you guys DM me, no mute, Seth, mute. I have All to right. not listen. Guys, yeah. Don't listen. If you guys DM me like right now, you damn it. Like right now, like I will pick your name. And just give me 20 bucks, like you'll get 80, like, and then it's fine. Seth doesn't need to know, okay? Like, let's just keep this between us, all right? All right, Seth, we're ready. Are you there? Can I come back on? I don't know how, you, how I'm supposed to know, and I don't know why I'm yelling. <laughs> come back on. We, we don't have any visuals, so that is a... I'm going to assume you're done. I'm, gonna, I, I'm muted, so I'm going to assume you're done. We're good. We're Hello. good. I didn't say Hello. anything. I, I was just, I had to shut the uh, water heater off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. rookie. Okay. Yep. You're up to something, but it's mm-hmm. probably some no. grade A bullshit. No. Okay. <laughs> so we have everyone. So to clarify, to be entered, you had to screenshot or you had to share your favorite episode to your Instagram story up to three times max and tag Aaron and I. What we did is we screenshotted all those entries 
And we've taken those usernames and put them into a draw spinny thing, Aaron, which you're going to run. Yeah. It's a spinny wheel. It's fun. Spinny wheel. And we're going to say who wins a hundred bucks. Pretty easy. Capiche? Are we ready? I think we're ready. I'm ready. All I have to do is press the thing. So you're going to announce it? Yep. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Good luck, everyone. And thank you. I hope I win. (laughs) I hope I win. That'd be funny if you said, congratulations, Aaron Mann. Oh, it's going. Oscar. It's going. Ooh. Is it done? Oh, Kyle. Wild.kyle.photo. Kyle Booth is the winner. New England-based. Oh, uh, I see. You picked right New now. England yeah. guy. Looking yeah. out for the New Englanders. <laughs> I guess so. Uh no, well, congratulations, great. Kyle. Uh, that is awesome. And we no, you know what? I'm gonna make a rule. I'm gonna make a rule, Seth. What's the rule? Kyle, why don't why don't you reach out to us since you won? Just DM one of us and we'll we'll take oh, care of it. So we know he listened. So we know he listened. <laughs> well, actually, as you're talking, I searched up a message with Kyle and he seems like a very, very genuine person. You know when you just get those vibes from people? Yeah. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing. Been listening to the podcast for a few weeks now. It makes me think differently and always has my head on a swivel of what I'm doing and how to improve. Thanks for making a better photographer with a good mindset. You guys are awesome. Yeah. The word first message you ever sent to me, which is really cool. That's very cool. The word that comes to mind is is hero. And um I'm I'm not getting used I'm not used to that phrase yet for <laughs> heroes but it's it's getting i'm getting used to this it, guy so. this guy put on a superman <laughs> costume and cape for this segment it's too bad we didn't film oh man no I'm, anyways I'm congrats kyle booth thanks to everyone who shared um little fun draw we'll keep doing those for milestones not necessarily 100 bucks every time but something a little give back yeah absolutely it's fun it's fun to now kyle to give back you can either have $100. I wish I had the Who's a Millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire in music? Oh, that's good. I'd Instead, it's X-Files. You can have $100 or the mystery box. <laughs> Take the mystery box. I'm serious. The mystery box could be $200. Or? It could be a box of rattlesnakes. Ooh. It could be Aaron's Nikon, which is essentially zero dollars. <sighs> we leave it in your hands, Kyle. Hundred bucks a mystery box. Hundred buckaroos. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone who played. And thanks for sticking to the end. We appreciate your honesty and not skipping through. If you did, shame on you. Kyle, but reach out or we're reach we're out. Gonna just give it, we're gonna give it away. Reach out. Here's to 100 more episodes. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.